Today's daf is Tzadik Aleph, 91 in Torah, and we're in the middle of the Maimir of Vialovush Malchus, which is the first Maimir on Megillus Esther. And yesterday we uh, described the spiritual meaning of the royal garment and uh, crown. And today we're going to describe the horse and uh, how Haman can, uh, can, uh, it, it can take in some of these spiritual energies. So now, what is the meaning of the horse? So there's a pasuk which says uh, that kisirkav etc. That when you ride on horses, your your chariots, and uh, so the uh, the Gemara says that Hashem rides on these uh, on the spiritual um, uh, keruvim on these angels. Uh, uh, at night and uh, flies through 18,000 words. So we have to understand this cryptic Gemara and what's the meaning of of uh, Hashem riding on horses and on uh, Keruvim, on these angels. So the concept is that the 18,000 worlds correspond to the 18 brachas of uh, Shemayin Esrei. The original Shemayin Esrei had 18 brachas and they also correspond to the 18 vertebrae of the um, of the spine. Uh, now, the idea of a spine is that it it bring, it takes it goes all the way from the brain all the way to the uh, thigh, and uh, so bring from the highest level to the lower body. And uh, when we bow in the first bracha of Shemayin Esrei, so that's, that represents like the top of the spine where it connects to the head, which is Chachma uh, La, the high, the uh, supernal Chachma, the uh, high, le- high level of uh, wisdom, which, um, which uh, you know, there's in each world there is uh, the spheres and, and in the highest world of Atzillus, Chachma is the beginning of, uh, the flow of, uh, of Hashem's energy into worlds. And then at the end of Shemayin Esrei, <coughs> the second last bracha, which now is the 18th bracha, uh, so we say, and that's the other bracha where we bow at the beginning and end. And that's connected to the end of the lower levels, the thighs. And we, the, we daven three times each day. And whereas the Malachim, their time for, for singing their praise to Hashem is at night. And uh, that's, that's when they have the uh, 18,000 worlds that they're, they're, they're uh, serving as a, as a chariot for Hashem to fly upon them through the, all, all the 18,000 worlds. Like the Pasuk says, that uh, the uh, the uh, chariot of Hashem is Ribosayim is tens of thousands Alpha Shinon and uh, thousands that are not. So there's tens of thousands, meaning at least twenty thousand, and then thousands, at least two thousand that Shinon uh, can be read as Shainon that are not. So that leaves eighteen thousand, twenty thousand minus two thousand. The Gemara says, uh, and so this. Uh, so these eight, 18,000 levels uh, that uh, that this Hashem rides upon this Malach through through these 18,000 levels. 
And uh, what's the idea of the Malach called a Kruv? The idea is just like a horse or or either a horse running or or galloping along or an angel flying along. They're both about bringing Hashem's energy through the worlds and through to lower levels. And so that's the idea of this Malach as well, bringing Hashem's light throughout all the worlds. And uh, the an angel is light. That's the image of. Uh, so that's the the image of the angel flying because it's light. So it brings the, the uh, through all the levels uh, fast. And then the Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, also bring Hashem's light throughout all the levels. Uh, and that's what what the next pasuk in Tilim continues with Adnaivam Sinai Bakodesh. Hashem is among them at Sinai in holiness, meaning that just as the angels, these eighteen thousand uh, uh, angels, they bring Hashem throughout all the levels. So too uh, at Sinai, where we receive the mitzvah, so we can also bring Hashem's light throughout all levels. And it's not just at Sinai, but also after Moshe came down, that there was a continued path through the Mishkan. It said that Moshe was commanded, that and the Jewish people were commanded, they shall make for me a sanctuary, and I will rest in them, uh, that Hashem's Shrinah should rest in the physical world, in all the physical materials, the gold, the silver, the copper, and the various... Um, um, the, uh, the material and the and the wood, uh, and that's the idea of the horses that represent bringing the uh, Hashem's light throughout uh, and going throughout all levels, like horses that that, that gallop everywhere, uh, bring Hashem's uh, light everywhere, and that that is through words. The idea of words is to bring a concept and make a concept more concrete. And there, there, there are higher words. Like, for example, there's a difference between you have words of thought and words of speech. So, uh, the higher level of letter of letters and words is uh, called kruvim. These angels called kruvim. Whereas the the lower levels of and uh, more physical uh, words are called uh, susim horses. Next paragraph, vizelenyin. Uh, so this is the concept of the horse. It says that uh, Mordechai had to be given a horse uh, that the king rode on, meaning in order to have uh, the king's, the royal garment and the crown, uh, meaning the garment is Hashem uh, being involved and, and, and caring for worlds and even to to the extent of uh, being want, uh, creating the physical world, which, like we said in, yesterday, in the previous stuff can only come through a save of energy, and then Kesser is Hashem's desire uh, uh, for us. So this can only happen through first having source, first having the horse of the king, which represents the words uh, of the uh, Torah, which bring Hashem's light down. Now, just as and Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, so that we received Hashem's word, this uh, culminated in Purim, because it says that on Purim, that's when they finally accepted, they fully accepted what, uh, what they, and they fulfilled what they originally accepted at the giving of the Torah. At the giving of the Torah, they said, Nasim and Ishmael, we will do, and then we will listen. In other words, we will do even before we understand. 
which is a state of deep, of deep self-nullification. And then in the times of Mordechai and Esther, through their mysterious nefesh, through their self-sacrifice, that they didn't uh, convert away from Judaism because Haman only wanted to kill the Jews. And the, they could have all converted to Persian religions and then they would have been safe. But they didn't you know, with mysterious nefesh. And through that, uh, they merited... Uh, to uh, all, all three items, the royal garments, the royal crown, and the horse upon which the king wrote, has wrote, ridden. But what's the meaning of Haman also having a royal garment and horse? Why should Haman have these levels? So what does Haman represent spiritually? So the Gemara says that what's the hint for Haman in the Torah? Um, the hint is in the word Hamin, which is the same letters as Haman, Hamin or Eitz, where Hashem asks Adam and Chava, did you eat from the tree which you were told not to eat from? How does that hint to Haman? So the Pasuk says that Reish is going Amalek, that Amalek is the first of all the uh, nations, um, meaning that there's all the different nations that all represent a specific clipper, a specific uh, uh, negative uh, trait or force, and Amalek is the first of them. And first also implies that it's in some way beyond them. Uh, and that, that's why there's the, the Haman is hinted in the question, Haminites, are you from the tree? Did you eat from the tree? So in other words, is Amalek even from the Eitzadas, from the tree of knowledge, which is the source of, of Klippal, concealment of Hashem? Uh, it's a question because in a way Amalek is beyond, but still he's still related to the tree because otherwise he wouldn't be mentioned with the tree. So Haman and Amalek is the makif, the uh, surrounding level uh, beyond the tree that's there but not quite there. And that and what is it specifically? It's it's chutzpah, the the uh, sort of audacity, and gasasaruch, the coarseness. So Amalek is not one of the specific spheres. He is uh, Amalek represents the general chutzpah. Uh, of uh, like uh, in not knowing one's place and being disrespectful and an overextended uh, 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 sense of uh, self-obsession. And uh, now there is also uh, something that corresponds to uh, Amalek and Haman in the sight of holiness, and that is after Haman is refined, like the Gemara says that the descendants of Haman uh, became uh, Jewish and learned Torah in in Bnei Brak or in public. So, uh, so there's uh, what is this level of Haman after is refined? So that is holy chutzpah. Holy audacity, the whole fact that we come before Hashem and, and, and uh, try to become close to Hashem and fulfill Hashem's will is a chutzpah. Who are we to uh, to have uh, any any value compared to Hashem or to, to be able to come close to Hashem or to uh, fulfill Hashem's desire? So the whole this the, the whole idea of uh, coming uh, of elevating towards Hashem comes from holy chutzpah. And it says that when a person, um, when a person uh, davens, he needs to have his eyes below and his heart above. So the eyes below represents uh, eyes represent chachma. The vision, spiritual vision, is chachma. 
And uh, Moshe is like it says, it says also that the Chacham are called the eyes of the congregation. So Moshe is this level of the eyes, and the eyes are down. Moshe is Chachman, it's down, meaning it's with full uh, humility and self nullification. Whereas the heart is up, the heart represents we have within us uh, fire, uh, fire, water, air, and earth. So the fire elements, which yearns and rises up, wants to go up and connect Hashem. And we have both. On one hand, we, we've got to be humble and small. On the other hand, we've got to have this striving and yearning to go up. And although we're not really worthy of that, but still we have this uh, this uh, being lifted and feeling confident to go, to, to go up before Hashem. And at the same time, having that the bit or having that uh, self-nullification and to let Hashem to shine through us when we learn Torah and so that Hashem, Hashem should speak through our mouth, that, our, that our, when we say words of Torah should be accurate, it should be really Hashem's words. And that's why it says that because uh, he has to have an eighth of an eighth of um, of uh, haughtiness. Now, haughtiness is a bad thing. So what, why why should he have any of it? So the explanation is because an eighth and an eighth, the 64th, because uh, it's, there are 32 pathways of uh, Chachma. And also the heart, Lev, is the numerical value, Lamed base. Lamed is 30, base is 2. So it's again 32. So we've got 64 together. So 164th means that uh, we have to have a little bit of uh, feeling uh, sort of big uh, to have the audacity to go before Hashem. And and uh, then uh, without that, then we're not going to have a halal, we're not going to elevate towards Hashem. And then after our halal, after we elevate towards Hashem, then there's hamshacha, then uh, Hashem's eye is brought down to us. And that halal, for us to go up towards Hashem, that takes a little bit of, of uh, his narcissus of feeling uh, uh, elevated and feeling uh, confident. Uh, and this comes from Haman after his refined. And therefore, uh, therefore, Haman also has a relationship with the royal garment and royal horse uh, because uh, it says Hashem Malch Geos Hashem was king, he wore grandeur. So, this Geos, this is like Gaiva, this positive confidence and and that's the Haman refined and uh, also the horse is twice the numerical value of sag of 63 uh, which is related to uh which is related Hashem has uh, there's four ways to spell Hashem's name Yudke Balke uh in other words the hey could either be spelled hey Aleph hey hey or hey Yud and um so therefore, shame ban is when you spell it hey hey vav vav hey hey right you okay vav okay spelled that way that equals the numerical value of fifty two and that is Hashem as he is within worlds and within nature. Then there's Hashem's name spelled with alephs hey aleph vav aleph vav hey aleph, and that is Hashem, that is shema name numerical value forty five which refines uh, the the light of Hashem as it is sort of wedged and stuck into this world and then when it refines Shem Ban it, it reveals Shem Sag uh, Hashem's name of 63 letters which is where the um, the uh, He's are spelled He Yud whereas the Vav is still spelled Vav Al Vav and then the highest name is He Yud Vav Yud Vav He Yud which is Shem Ab anyway so uh, Shem Sag is the uh, godly energy within this world once it's refined and, and we can see its spiritual source in Tehu so 
double sag is is um, sus, which is numeric value 126. And therefore, that's something that Haman has a relationship. On the other hand, the keser, the crown, which that's pure holiness, it doesn't have any corresponding level in uh, physicality. And therefore, Haman and Amalek have no relationship with that because uh, ke- the, the crown is, is at a state of total bittles, total self-nullification, where there's only Hashem, where we say Nasev and Nishman. That's why we got crowns at that point. And that doesn't have any relationship with Haman or Amalek, even once Haman is refined. Okay, uh, beer. Next mimer, beer. We'll explain this previous mimer now. Okay, so Torah is an explanation uh, explaining how to do the mitzvahs, and all, all, it's a chachma beyond the type of chachma that we can relate to with its source in Mechostimah, the hidden mind, which is also beyond worlds and, uh, ha- and hasn't yet. Uh, descended towards a Chachma that we can relate to, the top of the next page, 182. But it still uh, already relates to, uh, so even Chachma law, even when it comes in, Chachma comes into the first uh, uh, level within Ishashlos, within the chain of worlds, which is Chachma Vatsilos, but still there already there's the 32 pathways of uh, Chachma, whereas in Mechas the hidden mind, which is above Atilos, then that is concealed there. You don't even know the 32 pathways of Chachma. But mitzvahs are beyond that as well. In other words, even the source of Torah, which is beyond Hishalshalos, uh, but it still relates Hishalshalos, whereas mitzvahs is from Keser itself. Now, within Keser, Within the crown of uh, of Hashem, which is beyond worlds, uh, which is uh, you know the so where sober energy is, the surrounding energy is. So there's two parts. Uh, the inner part in in uh, the there's the uh, pnimis, the inner part of Kesar, and the chetzenis, the external of Kesar. Uh, the external is often connected to uh, rotzen, uh, desire, whereas the inner part is connected uh, is uh, the me- uh, the metaphor of uh, pleasure is used. So uh, mitzvahs come from uh, the Kesar itself, but from chetzenis, from the external of Kesar. Um, and it's like a uh, like the uh, the metaphor of a torch that you uh, that the fire uh, it can be seen from very far away, even though the fire is not so powerful as as uh, if you would use a candle close to the candle. But still, the fact that the torch can be seen very far away shows that it's actually greater. Uh, now, similarly, so that's a very deep idea. So the audience can't understand it without many mashal and many metaphors. And each metaphor, each mashal and parable is a little bit closer to the audience than the previous one. And, there, and therefore, you start at the bottom and slowly explain to them deeper and deeper until they understand the point that you're actually trying to bring out. And that's why it says about Ramea that he had to give 300 mashalim, 300 parables, because he was 300 levels beyond the people. And similarly with Shlema said he needed to give 3,000 mashalim, 3,000 parables. And Hasidus explains this is not on 3,000 different topics. All 3,000 were on one topic because he was so far ahead of them, he had to go step by step, lift them until they could understand 
the idea that he actually wanted to convey. And uh, so this is uh, this is all the idea of um, of uh, revealing Hashem from beyond the worlds, from Keser. Uh, although even mitzvahs is only chitzonis of keser, the external of keser. Next paragraph. So now, uh, so uh, the keser addresses itself in in, in Hashem's uh, kingship in order to come down to the world. Like the pasuk that we've quoted uh, says, Hashem malach keos lavesh, and Hashem is king, and he wears grandeur. Uh, so it's like if if a, uh, a talus or a, a cloth that a person wraps oneself in, so wraps the person's whole self, uh, including even uh, the crown above his head. So this is the idea of malchus uh, from beyond the world, not malchus within within uh, within the chain of worlds, but malchus to ain't safe, which is the where where all worlds are equal and and it's still uh, unlimited uh, godly light but fr- but from this uh, level of savor which is beyond that's where hashem gives uh, his uh, his uh, light and energy to to allow for worlds afterwards but hashem himself uh, is uh, everything everything is equal and everything is nothing uh, so it's only from Malchus within Ein Saif which enlivens worlds. Uh, so and at that and uh, fr- from there is that's where the the vessels, the kalim of uh, worlds, can exist that that contain the light in a limited way, with the makif lights on the outside and the pnimi lights uh, on the inside, which uh, polishes the the um, kalim, the vessels. Because we've got a paradox here. On one hand, creation can only happen from Hashem's unlimited light, our own self. Uh, because from Mishalshlus, from the chain of worlds, where each each level is in a way of cause and effect related to the previous level, you're never going to get down to, to worlds and to a, a full uh, yesh, a full ego. Uh, you can only have uh, small steps. You can have from Chachma to Midas. That you can have, but there the, to get from Aaron Sof and Shem's unlimited light to Chachmah Midas, that wouldn't happen in a, in a way of step by step. Uh, because everything would just stay totally one and totally nullified before Hashem. It's only through Aaron Sof, Hashem's unlimited light, that allows for this uh, for the, to come down into worlds. Uh, and uh, Aaron, on the other hand, Aaron Sof itself is totally beyond worlds and there's only Hashem. Uh, but it it uh, shines Hashem's light down, and this is through Malchus. Now, uh, the source of mitzvahs is from, like we said, from Chitzani Sakesa, from the external of, Hashem, of Hashem's crown, which is which is still part of Aaron So, part of Hashem's un, unlimited light. But the part that, because it's unlim- unlimited, it can come down into worlds. And even into the physical world, uh, to wearing Malchus, wearing Hashem's uh, uh, power of kingship, which is to rule over others, and <clears throat> it's called Levush Malchus, the royal garment, because the idea of uh, creation of in the of separate worlds and especially physical worlds comes from Malchus, 
Malchus to Ein Seif. Hashem's uh, 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 kingship within Ein Seif. So it's still, it's unlimited, therefore it can come down. But on, on the other hand, it's Malchus, and therefore it has an interest in coming down, so to speak. Uh, so on the other hand, uh, Taira, Taira comes from a lower level, come, uh, which is uh, So on one hand, it's lower because it only gives out uh, Hashem's light in a way of Pnimi according to what the receiver, the Makabal, can take in and therefore wouldn't give over this save of energy. But on the other hand, what it gives over, it gives over in an internal way. So what it gives over, it gives over the full depth of it, but it can only give over something lower that can be received properly. Whereas mitzvahs uh, give over a, uh, can give over from save, but it gives it over in just a superficial way. Okay, next paragraph just explains uh, that the, and this is a, Kabbalistic paragraph in just in brackets, and if you don't get it, it's it's okay. It's parenthetical. So when we talk about uh, pnimius and chitzonius of keser, the inner and external level within keser, and we said that Torah's uh, uh, pnimi and uh, mitzvahs are chitzoni, but on the uh, so we don't mean that Torah comes from Pnimis HaKesar, from the inner part of Kesar. What we mean is within Chitzen, it's within the external of Kesar, Torah is um, Pnimis, it, it, it gives out its um, that energy in an internal way, whereas Mitzvahs give out the energy in, a, in an external way. But, but, but both are from Chitzen HaKesar, from uh, uh, the external within Kesar, within Hashem's crown. Uh, and uh, therefore, uh, the Pneumis, I guess, the internal part of Shem's crown, called, which is uh, called Atik, is totally uh, beyond, and um, and that wouldn't relate to the uh, spheres, relate to the, um, the, the attributes and spiritual uh, energies within um, organized and limited worlds. Um, uh, and, and therefore, mitzvahs, although they are, they are, uh, a chitzoni type level, they're superficial, but on the other hand, they summon from somewhere higher. So in other words, the two choices are either Torah, which is pnimi, um, but you only get what you can receive. It's an internal. You take it in properly, but you take in less, whereas mitzvah, it's chitzoni, it's, ex- it's external, but because it's external, you can receive from something higher because you're only taking it in in an external way. And uh, therefore, mitzvahs are the within arich, which is the lower part of kesa. They're they're um, they they take in from a, a higher uh, spiritual light than Torah does. Okay, that was the brackets. Now moving along. So now, what's the meaning of uh, the horse which the king rides on? So, uh, like we quoted in the Maimah that we the previous Maimah, which is now we're exp- we're learning a beer on that Maimah. So the um, idea of the horse is to is to bring Hashem's light down, and it talks about Hashem flying on a crew uh, through eighteen thousand worlds. That co- and this corresponds to the eighteen brachas of Shemayin Esrei, which corresponds to the eighteen vertebr- vertebrae of the um, spine. Uh, which bring from Chachma, from uh, the wisdom of the mind, until the thighs, which then go down to the feet, uh, because the spine goes all the way from the brain until the Gidanosha, until the sciatic nerve, in which uh, that connects to the thighs. 
and then uh, continues on down into the feet. <clears throat> so therefore, we bow in the first bracha and in the 18th bracha. The first bracha is the top of the spine, which is Chachma. Uh, and then, uh, then uh, throughout the, we go continue on throughout the 18 brachas, and the 18th bracha is Mayim. Uh, so, so the uh, Yidun daven during the day, and then the Malachim, their song is and how, and, and their sustenance is from praising Hashem throughout the night, uh, and uh, this is it. It, it says in Eishes Chayil that Batit in Teref Levesa v'Chaykel Nari Seha while it is still night and gives food to her household and an allotted share to her mate to her maidens so this refers to at night the angels uh they uh bring down hashem's light through their praise of hashem and it mentions also her maidens which is uh which is reminiscent of uh the uh, esther who had her seven maidens uh who who uh, she was given uh, when she went to the king's palace and uh, then Sashem's light is uh, drawn down through these 18,000 levels, and w- which is uh, 18,000 levels of understanding of Hashem. Now, this is uh, all with the crew, which uh, and, uh, this angel, uh, angels which uh, have a human uh, type face. Uh, and then we have the other method uh, with Terra where we bring Hashem's light down, which is called horses. So the difference is that uh, with the uh, uh, crew of the human face, so human faces, there's an adult and a child. So similarly, spiritually, there's what uh, Kabbalah calls um, uh, Api Ravravi, which is the large face and Anpe Zutri, the small face. What does this mean? That the large face, the adult, represents a, a, a deeper level of uh, intellect, which intellect it, uh, creates bitter uh, humility and self-nullification and tempers the emotions because intellect is not about me, it's about the facts, whereas emotions are about how I relate to this. And therefore, uh, as the intellect grows, uh, the, the, the person calms. Like we see that as people age, they generally calm. They get less overexcited. Uh, because, and this comes from Bittal. So similarly within angels, you have these two levels. You have the ones which are like the uh, adult and the ones that are like the youth, uh, more excited. And, uh, and then... Uh, so then, uh, so that's all within the the uh, malachim, and then there's the uh, uh, light of Hashem that's brought into the world through outer mitzvahs, and that's the, that's why the pasuk continues. It discusses both. First, it says it, it's this is in Tehillim Rechavalikim uh, Ribosayim, which talks about the eighteen thousand um, angels, and then it continues on Adnevam Sinai Bakodesh. Hashem is among them in, at Sinai in holiness, which talks about our mitzvahs that uh, as as uh, commanded and initiated from Sinai and uh, so we our mitzvahs uh, are like they uh, send out horses meaning uh, the Hashem they're sending out Hashem's light into worlds and the word source horse is double 63 
which uh, like we explained previously that that refers to shame sag which takes the coarseness the gas the uh, coarseness of the uh, physical world where Hashem, the light is concealed and reveals its inner core how it's really great spiritual light and uh, because only a great spiritual light a sober type light can come into this world like we explained before because regular godliness will never end up physical even even as, as it evolves slowly slowly it always stays spiritual uh so and then the horse it represents running to to bring Hashem's uh, light all the way down to this physical world and and the horse represents speed more than the angels, and therefore our mitzvahs bring Hashem's light down more than the praise of Hashem that the angels uh, uh, give. Next paragraph, the Hine Bechinas. So now Haman can also uh, relate to the, the royal garments and the royal horse because Haman is connected to uh, to the eight hadas, like the hints to Haman and the Torah is, like we said, I'm in eight. Did, did you eat from the tree? Uh, which, it, but when he's refined, then it says his grandchildren would learn Torah, and that is when Haman, which represents arrogance, is used in a positive way. That because that when one feels the confidence that even though when we dub an ain of Lamata, our eyes have to be down, meaning we have to be humble and like Moshe, who's the level of eyes, which is Chachma, it was the ultimate of humility. But at the same time, we have to also have that pride, like it says about Yeshafa, that his heart was lifted in, in serving Hashem. So in other words, have that confidence to actually be able to say, yes, I'm, I what I do, my mitzvah makes a difference to Hashem, and I, I'm going to, I want to elevate and be close to Hashem. Uh, so, so this... Uh, this is uh, and and this is also brought down through uh, through uh, the horses, which, like we explained, that's the idea of bringing down Hashem's light all the way down. And uh, through our mitzvahs in the physical, and this is like the idea of a bal shiva that although he, he was involved in things foreign from it, so to speak, from Hashem and Torah, but due to that can actually bring down Hashem's light even more. And then that his with a high level of shiva, that various can become mitzvahs. But although Haman can bring down the horse, he can use the horse, bring down Hashem's light into the world and the garments uh, which, uh, in which Hashem's light uh, uh, garbs itself coming down into this world, but he doesn't relate to the Kesser. It doesn't mention the crown about Haman because that's totally beyond him and that's total oneness and nullification before Hashem. Um, Nasa before Nishma uh, saying I'll do, uh, we'll do before we will, even before we understand and we listen. And that doesn't relate to Haman uh, and only to the Yidden who have mysterious nefesh, they self-sacrifice for Hashem. So there they, they, they relate to the, the crown, which is just pure oneness with Hashem. And uh, like the crown is the numerical value of 620 and now 620 pillars that connect uh, uh, godliness above and us. And we can bring them down through the mitzvahs. So... Uh, at Purim, the Jewish people also brought down this level of Keser and they're called Yehudim, uh, meaning that they acknowledge Hashem uh, and uh, they were led by Mardachai and Esther. So Mardachai 
comes from the word marder, which is a spice, and Unclus translates it as meridachia. So this relates to bitterness uh, because it's uh, you know, and dealing with impurity uh, because Torah deals with this physical world and tells us how to use it out well, and therefore there's bitterness because it's not pure, purely holy and good. And that, and uh, that's why uh, on, when Mashiach comes and all the Nevi'im, the books of Nach will no longer uh, be noticeable due to the great revelation of Mashiach, but the uh, book of Esther will still be noticeable uh, because when there's a lot of light, when Mashiach comes, then the ray of light from the pro- prophets will not even be noticeable. Uh, but uh, because there'll be so much light that the that the nevoah, the prophecy of the mentioned in Nach is no longer sort of something unique. But the uh, Megillah of Esther, the scroll of Esther, that stays special because Esther comes from Esther means concealment. It represents a light of Hashem which is very much concealed, like the Pasuk says, which is the hint for Esther in the Torah, that I will hide my face on that day. Uh, which is where Hashem's light is concealed uh, at the beginning of creation. And it says on that day, which is uh, when use the term that uh, represents uh, Bina, so a, a level of godliness which is uh, normally concealed and beyond, um, is then revealed uh, in Binon. This, this is like Div Esther taking a light of con- which is totally concealed and beyond and revealing it. And uh, it says, Panai, I re- that uh, I will surely hide my face on that day. So, Panai, my face, Hashem's face, that refers to Keser. Malchus, uh, the crown of Malchus, which Malchus is about Bittel, that it has nothing of its own, it just expresses and reveals the highest spheres. And uh, th- this is uh, this is the hinted in the word panai my face, which which represents kesemalchus, and therefore because Esther represents such a high and concealed light of Hashem, so therefore even when uh, when uh, Mashiach comes and there'll be so much revelation, Esther will stay special, and therefore the Megillah Esther will stay. Similarly, halacha, which relates to Mordechai, like we said, the Mordechai is is uh, Hashem, Hashem's guiding light, even in the bitterness of the impurity of this world. So halacha will also stay uh, even when Mashiach comes, meaning that it, it it it's a light even beyond the regular light of Mashiach. And uh, it says that Esther. Uh, it says that Esther had uh, in her preparation uh, f- uh, for the king. It says there was shish chadash mishem and amur, six months with oil with myrrh, with this same spice myrrh, which is like Mordechai's name. So oil represents chachma. Myrrh is uh, is uh, repre- represents gevura, this bitterness, and uh, so she had six months in uh, in e- elevating with this. Uh, um, with this, with the gavura of chachma, and then six months with besamim, which represents gavura of bina. And uh, the idea of gavura is where is gavura is about lifting up and beyond. Here is no good. I want to get out of here. I want to go up. Whereas chesed is coming down. 
So, so Esther is uh, is uh, lifting beyond, and uh, then in the, there's this uh, amud, this uh, pillar between uh, between which connects above and below. It says that when when one elevates, when an Ashama elevates from this world to Ganadin, and then from lower Ganadin to the high Ganadin, at each level, it has to forget the perspective of where it was previously in order to elevate to the new level. Uh, because uh, Ganeden is uh, it's a great pleasure from understanding of, of uh, Hashem, and the, the, which is uh, within Torah. And uh, the, you can only, uh, this all happens through learning halacha in this world, which is the idea of Mardachai, and if halacha um, doesn't, uh, it goes on forever. But each level is, is far deeper than the previous, and if we have to forget the previous level in order to elevate. Final paragraph. Haman was able to relate to the garment and the horse, uh, and he dressed Mordechai in them. Because there is Makif also on the side of Klippah. And uh, that's that's uh, the idea of the with the kataras that there's eleven kataras. Ten represents the side of holiness. The eleventh is klipa because the eleventh represents makif. When it the makif the uh, surrounding light is not integrated in an internal way. So it, the eleven uh, it's it's eleven meaning the one which is beyond is not part of the ten, but it's a separate level. Uh, so eleven represents klipa. Uh, and 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 uh, so this uh, the fact that Haman is able to connect to to the royal garments and royal horse is because Clipper has relationship with Market and like we said before that Haman there's the refined Haman which actually uses that in a good way but the crown even when Haman is refined he has no connection with that and that is the total oneness with Hashem that can only be with the Yidden who it says that the Yidden are Mekadshish those who sanctify Hashem's name and like we saw with them Messiah's Nefesh their self-sacrifice in the time of Purim okay so we've uh, learned the end of the, the Mimer and then the beer, the explanation on the Mimer explaining uh, how Hashem, only, uh, Hashem can only come into the physical through a light beyond, and uh, this is the uh, royal garment, and it and the horses take it all the way down, and uh, both of these only happen due to Kesa, due to uh, his crown and desire, uh, uh, but uh, and Haman, when he's transformed, is able to relate to the two lower levels. Um, because you can, Haman represents arrogance, which you can use out in a holy way to have the courage to go forward towards Hashem. But Keser, one, that oneness itself, that can only be uh, from uh, uh, from uh, the Yidden, and therefore doesn't mention the crown when it discusses what Haman brought.